You're listening to the Better for America podcast presented by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rebecca Weber, and you're listening to AMAC's podcast, Better for America. What a busy week this has been. And I hope everyone is enjoying the change in seasons and the wonderful holiday season. I know we are here in New York. We're expecting some snow tomorrow, and I'm getting ready for the holiday season. So hope all of you are enjoying this time of year. Today, there is so much to be grateful for, including the shipment of millions of vaccines across America. And AMAC wants to thank our president, Donald Trump, and Operation Warp Speed for what I call a true medical miracle. No one thought that our president could get this done so quickly, yet in good old-fashioned Trump style, he did it again. And today I'm excited to speak with AMAC's very own advocate, Palmer Schoening. Palmer does a lot of work for AMAC on the Hill. He also founded his own business, Schoening Strategies. And through that company, he runs an association known as the Family Business Coalition, which is devoted to lowering business taxes throughout the nation. So when we speak to Palmer, we'll learn more about what we can expect should Biden get reelected. And we'll also hear about the great work that AMAC is doing, what we've accomplished in 2019, and some of our major focuses for 2021. But it's so important that you, our members, understand what we are all about and what we are fighting for. Today, more than ever, AMAC needs more members. Think about it. When we go to Capitol Hill and we say that we have 2.3 million members that stand with us, they have to listen. But we're up against a giant, the AARP. They are also representing people 50 and over, and they have over 30 million uh, members. So we are truly the David versus Goliath story, and that is why I'm encouraging all of you to renew your AMAC membership today, or consider giving the gift of AMAC membership to a friend or a family member this holiday season. So today we're going to learn a lot about what AMAC is doing. And I think on top of many of our minds is what's really going on with the election, right? What's happening here? I mean, if you're an American patriot and you love this country, you see something went very wrong. And what everyone wants to know is what's AMAC doing? What are we doing? And I'll tell you something right now, AMAC is demanding the integrity of our elections. We're demanding the integrity of our elections. So I need to encourage everyone, if you're listening and you haven't yet signed on to our petition, Fighting Election Fraud, to please go ahead and sign that petition on our website at amac.us. I want to read to you a quick email I just received from my colleague And as of today, we've got over 175,000 signatures on that election petition, Uh, nearly 1,000 state legislators, and over 20,000 emails have been sent to governors, to secretaries of state, to the attorney generals, to our election directors, over 175,000 signatures. The more signatures we get, the more we can circulate that that, uh, election petition. So if you feel that there's something that you need to do, consider signing the election. Uh, Twice that election petition has been sent. It will be sent a third time. The courts are going to need to see significant evidence, right? 
the courts are going to have to be convinced that there has been election fraud on a grand, massive scale. But I want to remind everybody that there is strength in numbers. All of us here at AMAC, we love our country. We love what America stands for. We stand for the flag and we kneel before God. The vast majority of people in this country understand that. They feel it in their hearts. Critics, they're dime a dozen. But it is the fighters, those in the arena that count. And that is AMAC. That is you, our members. So with wind in our sails, courage in our bones, we will be what we are. We are a diehard group. We are clear in our mission. We are committed to the future and freedom of America. No apologies. A friend of mine over the weekend recently reminded me of something that Winston Churchill said. He said, so you have enemies? Good. It means you stood for something in your life. So be of good heart. AMAC is the real thing. And we will, together, make an even greater difference. Over the weekend, I also read that Lieutenant uh, General Michael Flynn said that our country is in the midst of a battle between good and evil. He went on to say that Americas cannot go to the funeral of our own independence. And he said the battle that we are engaged in cannot be fought with only human weapons, but that it does require the intervention of God. Because in a war against the forces of evil, only God can obtain victory. AMAC agrees with that statement. And as American citizens, we must stand up for and fight for what we believe is right. And we need to ensure that our voice is being heard. We are a nation proud to proclaim that the United States of America is one nation under God. And so long as AMAC is around, and so long as we have members, I can promise you that AMAC will fight to protect the integrity of our elections. So where are we at exactly? Today is Tuesday, December 15th. We should be listening to our president. I mean, here we have the president of the United States of America, a man who can be trusted, a man who has stayed true to his word. He's a man who does not need to be the president of the United States of America. But I think he is because he loves our nation so very much. I mean, this is a billionaire that does not need to spend every waking moment of his life being attacked, except for the fact that he loves our nation more than he cares about being liked. And if we listen to our president and we pay attention to what really happened this election, there is no doubt whatsoever that the election fraud occurred on a massive scale. And we believe that this occurred through the Dominion voting systems. This is what Donald Trump recently said. Our president said that this is big news. He said the Dominion voting machines are a disaster. He said it's a disaster all over the country and that it changed the results of an election. We cannot let this happen. Trump also said that many Trump votes were routed to Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden all over the country. This fake election can no longer stand. The Dominion voting system intentionally and purposefully is designed with inherent errors to create systematic fraud, to influence election results. That was the purpose. The system intentionally generated enormously high number of ballot errors. 
So what exactly is going on then? We're going to have to wait and see. Here's the ludicrous part of the story. Joe Biden stated that the integrity of our elections remains intact. We disagree with you, Mr. Biden. Is there any harm in allowing forensic audits to occur? Is there any harm in uncovering any and all election fraud so that we can preserve the integrity of our elections for this great country? Why is it, Mr. Biden, that you and your team are hell-bent, were hell-bent, on uncovering election fraud in 2016, but today you say it does not exist and that this was one of the most secure elections ever? We're not stupid, Joe Biden. In addition to these lousy Dominion machines, election officials changed election rules without going through the state legislature. And they used loopholes, which enabled them to either intentionally or unintentionally conduct fraudulent processes by poll workers and potential third parties. Now, some good news is there is a group that's demanding that any election evidence be kept, meaning it does not get discarded. The group is known as the Amistad Project. They're demanding that the results of any forensic audits of the Dominion system in five key swing states be kept. Did you know that Michigan found a 68% error rate and indications of potential fraud? Let me just say this to all of you listening. The election is still not over. Joe Biden, he went on to say that the integrity of our elections remains intact and he was going to build his administration on a solid rock. Mr. Biden, you cannot build a solid administration on lies, on a stolen election, on bad policy, including things like defunding the police and allowing partial term abortion in the ninth month of pregnancy. AMAC members understand what makes this country great. And that is why I am encouraging each and every individual in this country to join AMAC. Because when you join for $16 a year, you add to our voice. You give us strength in Washington. We cannot be turned away with over 2 million people standing behind us. And we certainly won't be turned away when we grow to 3 million, 5 million, and 10 million members. So we cannot do this without you. We cannot do it without our membership. If you feel that there is something that you need to do and you don't know what that is, Purchase an AMAC membership for a friend or family member. Join or renew. Give the gift of AMAC membership this holiday season because you truly are making a big difference. Today, we're going to learn a little bit more about how AMAC and you as our member are making a difference when we speak a little bit with Palmer Schoening shortly. But let me just tell you this, regardless of the election, AMAC is going to work our tails off to protect our American values. That is freedom of, in, of the individual, your free speech, your exercise of religion, the equality of opportunity, the sanctity of life, including the unborn, rule of law, love of family, and of course, we're going to continue to fight to protect your social security and your health care. So tune in for Palmer Shoning coming right up. Thank you. 
I'm very excited to welcome Palmer Schoening today to AMAC's Better for America podcast. Just real briefly, Palmer Schoening is part of AMAC Action Team in Washington, D.C. He's chairman of the Family Business Coalition, which fights for lower taxes. The Family Business Coalition helped push Congress to double the amount of families protected by the death tax in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act and has helped to repeal several state death taxes entirely through his firm, Shoning Strategies. Palmer, thank you so much for joining us today. You've been a tremendous advocate for AMAC, and you've done so much work with us. Uh, thank you for joining today, Palmer. Pleasure to be with you today. Thanks for Excellent. having me. Excellent. Thank you. So I want to talk to our members a little bit about what we're doing, You know what AMAC is doing specifically on the Hill, maybe some of our accomplishments in 2020. Uh, but, you know, I do want to point out uh, to those listening that AMAC's major focus has been and will continue to be protecting Social Security. Uh, Social Security is a program that you've paid into. And so AMAC wants to ensure that our members receive their check, that they don't see a cut in benefits, and also that they get a cost of living increase. Now, what's interesting here, Palmer, is that, you know, the Democrats, they're always talking about how big, great social programs are what they're good at, right? That's that's their shtick. And it's a way that they sort of, uh, I think, uh, manipulate people into voting Democrat because they think, hey, if you vote for me, we'll give you more. Uh, but, but we see that the trust fund, the Social Security trust fund, is in big trouble. A lot of people aren't talking about it. Um, but we know that it's there. We know that uh, if something isn't done soon... Uh, that we're going to be in some trouble. And of course, with the election turmoil about us, we've, we've got to be smart and understand that the chances of Donald Trump really being reelected are probably very, very slim, uh, maybe less than 5%. Uh, and we can still remain hopeful and we can fight for the integrity of our elections, but we really need to be prepared. That is, AMAC must remain prepared and vigilant and dedicated to our mission. And part of that mission is really protecting and saving Social Security. So, Palmer, if you could share with our listeners, what exactly is um, are you expecting, uh, given a Biden administration, uh, when AMAC meets with uh, members on the Hill, uh, how do you think that our proposal will be um, will be received? And can you give our members uh, sort of an update on what the proposal looks like? Let's Let's remind them what we're doing. Thank you, Palmer. Sure. Sure. Well, it's kind of like you said, Rebecca, both sides of the aisle actually have been putting off dealing with entitlements, I think, in any meaningful way. And actually, this most recent election season showed why uh, President Trump had proposed cutting payroll taxes, which, of course, in part fund Social Security. But he had another plan through the general fund to continue funding Social Security. And even still, the attack ads came quickly and they came rapidly And they were aimed at the entire Republican Party and not just the president. So it's a sensitive issue, probably the most sensitive issue. I mean, we're talking about 65 million Americans, many of whom are in retirement and they have the time to dedicate to being politically active. So it's a huge risk if you don't do it right. But polls do show that older Americans support keeping the program solvent for future generations. And our plan really first conceived by Dan Weber, seeks to do three things. And the first is to guarantee an annual increase in benefits for all current recipients. Uh, We don't want anyone who's currently receiving benefits, as you said, to be cut off whatsoever. Number two, 
we want to guarantee solvency in the program going forward for everyone. And number three is we want to provide a means for all earners to have more income available at retirement through a, a personal fund, similar to a Roth IRA, which we call a Social Security Plus account. And that was another idea conceived by Dan Weber. Now, the election is over, and I get the, I get the sense that Republicans and hopefully some Democrats are now going to have more of an appetite to kind of tackle entitlements. And so we're working right now with the Senate to get the language right. And we're hoping for the first time that the AMAC Social Security Guarantee will be offered in Congress um, in 2021. Yeah, this is great. And it, it really uh, is very heartwarming, I guess is a good word for me to use, to see that the ideas that Dan Weber, who is my father, um, came up with uh, many years ago, and he just really focused and uh, you know kept his head down coming up with great ways that I think... Um, both Republicans and Democrats can agree on. I mean, here we are saying we want to ensure that you do get your check. We want to be sure that if there is any kind of um, inflation, that your Social Security check takes that into consideration. We also want to be sure that the, the lowest income earners, that they are guaranteed a cost of living increase because so many Americans today are so dependent on that Social Security check. And younger people, we need to ensure that the younger people today also do get their check. One of the uh, features of AMAC Social Security Plan, which I love, is the um, ability to voluntarily save more through um, you know, an investment vehicle that would almost look like an IRA, only it would, it would, uh, you, you would not be able to get at that money uh, for an emergency. Uh, so it would really be treated uh, very much in the same way that your Social Security savings is treated. You only can receive that money uh, at uh, entitlement age. So these are really great components. And you have done quite a bit of work uh, in this area. And we've had some pretty good feedback, haven't we, Palmer? We have. And actually, Social Security isn't the only area where Dan was visionary, we have another bill, the Physicians Pro Bono Care Act, which does something that's very simple. It just creates a tax deduction for physicians that are performing charity care or pro bono work. And this is an idea now that's got some bipartisan attention. And it's another AMAC priority that for this Congress was offered for the first time ever. And we're hoping to kind of build the momentum on and hopefully pass like the Social Security Guarantee next Congress. That's great. You know, and, and again, uh, just uh, a testimony to Dan Weber and his, uh, he was a great thought leader. Uh, one, one area that I think he was extremely compassionate about were for those people who were underprivileged because of circumstance uh, or situation. And he understood that, uh, you know, Giving a hand out is not really the right way, but giving a hand up, allowing people to find uh, creative ways to offer really good quality health care, which we should not confuse with health insurance, uh, really building the relationship between doctor and patient, keeping government out of the doctor's office, and really ensuring that all people, all Americans, have access to health care because we do have the greatest health care system in the world. And we are committed. AMAC is committed to protecting your health care. We're committed to protecting your Medicare 
and your Social Security. These are issues that are never going away. AMAC won't stop fighting, regardless of who is our president. And if it is Biden, we will work with that team. We'll do everything we can because we think that there's a lot of common ground here. And we also think that good common sense should be good common sense, not just for me or you, but for, for all Americans. So fighting to protect Social Security, fighting to ensure that our health care system in America is strengthened, not weakened, are, uh, weakened are, are major initiatives for us. Um, Palmer, in 2020, we did a lot of work. Can you share with the members what uh, you would consider some of AMAC's uh, uh, great accomplishments and, uh, you know, anything interesting that you want to share with our members that occurred in 2020, just as a quick look back. Sure. Well, I've been watching and working with Congress pretty much every day for the past 11 years, studying how they make decisions and how they interact. And based on what I had seen, which was almost no goodwill between parties, uh, partisan investigations, and it being an election year this year, frankly, I didn't expect Congress to do much legislating beyond just extending maybe some expiring tax provisions. But as you know, this was an extraordinary year. And in March, Congress started passing bills to deal with the virus. And now we're over $3 trillion into this crisis. And it looks like we have more to come soon. So the lesson is you always have to be on guard, as you said. You always have to be involved and you always have to be active because things can happen quickly in D.C. Um, our team was involved in all of it and had a busy year. And our advocates did as well. Um, if you read our mid-year report, you'll see that we had over 100,000 contacts with Congress. And I'm willing to bet once we aggregate all of our contacts at the end of this year, it's going to be more than twice that. But we worked a lot on the CARES Act uh, package. Specifically, we worked on making sure that we deferred the required, required minimum distributions, which has always been a big deal for AMAC. And we're looking at more of a permanent solution for hopefully in the near future. Um, the bill suspended penalties for early withdrawals from Social Security accounts. The goal is to make sure that for Social Security recipients or any retirement savers, they had access to capital because in the immediate, you know, when your business is shut down or when you need money, you need to get it any way that you possibly can. And that was included in the bill. Uh, with, respect to, with respect to stimulus checks, our team helped to make sure that you're eligible for a check even if you claim Social Security insurance benefits, which was a, a huge pillar of the bill. Uh, we also worked on promoting telehealth. We have 2.6 million members. Many of those are in rural areas where it's more difficult to get to a doctor's office. And probably many of our members who can get to one still aren't comfortable visiting their doctor's office. So expanding and promoting telehealth uh, was a priority that was included in that bill as well. And AMAC helped to make sure was included until the end and signed into law by the president. Yeah. That is great. I mean, I'm so proud of, of the accomplishments of our team members on the Hill and dealing with uh, lawmakers, decision makers, really, really working on behalf of AMAC's 2.3 million members. It was because of our AMAC membership that we really fought on those issues. Uh, we received emails from AMAC members saying, can we, can we defer our required minimum distribution? What can you do to help us? And of course, I took that letter from an AMAC member and brought it to our legislative team, and we went right to work. We rolled up our sleeves and went right to work. 
uh, telehealth as well, reducing the cost of insulin. We've worked with the administration. AMAC members were able to share their stories, uh, how really it was a very, uh, prior to the re- reduction in cost for insulin, it was such a uh, financial strain on their family to be able to afford the very drugs that keep them alive. So, you know, we want to hear from our members. We want to hear your stories. You can write us in at info at amac.us uh, because we do take our marching orders from our AMAC members. So it's you, the listeners, that really are uh, it, it mostly uh, deciding what AMAC's next move is going to be. And so to hear that we not only went up there and spoke and we came up with a plan, that we actually did it, that we were successful in doing it, is is wonderful. Very, very proud and excited to hear that, Palmer. I'm sorry, did, was there anything else? You were going on a roll there. <laughs> Well, a couple more pieces in the CARES Act, actually, Rebecca. We have over 100,000 AMAC members that are also small business owners. And so we worked a lot on the Paycheck Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP for short, which provided forgivable loans to a lot of small businesses. And according to the Treasury Department, saved between 50 and 60 million jobs. So that was also a huge part of the bill uh, that I wanted to mention. And then we we were able to remove some harmful language on price fixing and we locked arms with a few other associations to have that removed. So just those two things I wanted to add on there. That's really great. And again, it's just about having strength in numbers because when Dan Weber first formed AMAC and uh, we had a couple hundred members, people in Washington, they really did not listen much. They really pushed us away and said, come back when you have a hundred thousand. I love to tell the story because it truly is like a David and Goliath story. We're up against giants. We're up against huge, strong, powerful lobbyist groups that do get a lot of taxpayer dollars to fight on issues that our members don't agree with. AARP being one of them with over 30 million members, AMAC only 2.3 million members. That is why I keep telling people, Palmer, it's so important that people let their friends and family members know that there is an organization that stands for individual liberties, for your individual freedom, for small business and free enterprise. We stand strong for the Second Amendment. We're here to ensure that integrity is at the forefront of our elections and future elections. We want to protect your Social Security. We want to protect our greatest healthcare system in the world. We want to really be sure that um, there's there's true care for life at all levels. You know, AMAC stands for sanctity of life. That means life in the womb. And it also means that if you're 90 years old and your doctor says that you should go get that surgery, even if there is a, a chance that that surgery could result in death, that an individual person has the ability to make the decision if they would like to go ahead and get that surgery. We don't need government deciding whether or not uh, they're going to pay for a surgery and then decide, nah, you're too old, we're not going to pay for it. These are the kinds of things that really were the main drivers of why Dan Weber formed AMAC, and it is what we stand for. We stand for faith, we stand for family, we stand for your freedom. And Palmer, I just want to say thank you to you and your team and to all the other folks there in Washington that are fighting on behalf of our members each and every day. I'm very excited to have you back again, Palmer, in January. would love to have you on where we can talk about our 2021 agenda in greater detail. But thank you so much for joining today. 
Thanks for having me, Rebecca. And I'd like to thank all of our members who have been so helpful and so active this year. And it's our pleasure to be working for the fastest growing conservative organization in the country. Thank you, Palmer. Thank you for listening to the Better for America podcast. To learn more about AMAC and all it has to offer, visit us at www.amac.us.